Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. I'm joining or joined in the studio with uh, Casey Orr. Casey, thanks for being a part of this podcast. No problem. Thanks so, for having me. So we were just discussing what next, right? Yep. And so you and I were bantering around when Julie was there. We're trying to figure out what should we do next. And and I had this idea based on some YouTube uh, things I've been watching. And this there's a guy on there, and I don't know what his name is. He's been being critical of some of the big pastors and their gospel presentation. And so I've been listening to it and I thought, okay, well, that's interesting. Yeah, I can see that. Or yeah, that's a, well, that's a concern if that's truly what they're believing. And so instead of trying to say, okay, let's look at all these guys and what they're doing wrong. Yeah. I just thought I'd like to make sure, you know, all of us need to go back through and make sure we're, we're solid, you mm-hmm. know, doctrinally and theologically and we're sound because we live in a day and age of nuances yeah. and we live in, in we're cutting the slices of sin so thinly now. Yeah. It's, it's like, is this sin or is it not? Or is it, why, why is this a sin? And this is not a sin. And, and I, I just thought, you know, it might be good for us just to go through and get kind of regrounded and go back and go to back to the basics, so to speak of what the doctrine is that yes. we follow at Shine Hills in general, kind of like where a lot of things come from. Which is, I, I think it's useful because I, I don't know about anyone else, but I feel like we get mixed reviews when we have, like, when you have a sermon and you get into some of, like, the heavier parts of doctrine, or if you pull out, like, oh, here's the Greek word, and let me pull this apart, and this right. is why this Greek so Greek word it makes this passage so amazing. This, to some people, might say, this is some really nerdy stuff, and I like really nerdy stuff. Yeah, but, well, and, but I will tell you, I've been impressed with our with our. St- with our church as well, mm-hmm. because apparently they're kind of into nerdy stuff as well, because it's like, <laughs> they seem like the, the the feedback on, man, I really appreciate you unpacking that word or whatever. And so in going through the doctrines and some of these things, you know, could we do them Sunday mornings? Yes. Could we spend the time we need to like more of a seminary? So this isn't, this isn't going to be a seminary course. Yeah. How, however, um, we are going to take some of the major doctrines, uh, soteriology, um, the the study of the Savior, ecclesiology, the study of the church, eschatology, the study of last things. And these are all written in the a systematic theology that I went through when I was in seminary. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a lot of different systematic theologies. Yeah. And let me describe a systematic theology. It means every doctrine of Scripture, whether it's about angels or about demons or about salvation or about the Holy Spirit or about the church or about the end times, all those things are are studies in and on themselves, right? Mm. A but, but to have them all fit in a system, yeah. a systematic way of looking at Scripture. And which, so— Which have been—, which have been per- particularly looked at and like made sure that each one of them fits with the other right. and that they don't, we don't have the thing that we hear from um, this. I was reading some scripture. So the word scoffers in my head, the scoffers who say, well, this isn't consistent with that. Like yeah. making sure that you have a systematic way of looking and all the pieces fit together in a way that both makes sense scripturally, but is also something that you can, that you can comprehend as a person, which is what we're doing here is bringing that back to um just our listeners is to say like some of this is newer for me. I grew up in a, I grew up in a different kind of church. So some of right. this stuff is going to be new for me and I'm really excited to learn about it. And some of it, people who might've been going, coming here for 20 years said, Oh, I forgot that about that, the way those two things link together. Yeah, exactly. And when we get, and we get uh, a deluge of different uh, doctrines, so to speak, we have government doctrine. We have uh, just cultural doctrines that kind of get always moved around and shifted and thrown at us. And I think it's real easy to go back and say, well, I believe, Wait, no, no, that's from, that was from a movie I watched. What was the, 
you know, things get kind of like stuck in there. So it's good. I think that, to go back in. That's actually a really good point. Cause I think a lot of times we, we, we put into doctrine something that we think we've seen or heard in a movie, mm. or I think Charlton Heston did that, didn't he? So, <laughs> or whatever it might be. So this is a really good point. I don't yeah. care what area you're, you're, we're watching movies on, yep. but, but the thing that I, I, the one that we're going through, the systematic theology that we're going through is is grounded in scripture. In mm. fact, if if you've noticed, I think you get your homework there. You've read yeah. chapter one, I can see. But um you'll notice that every paragraph, I don't if there I don't think there's a paragraph that doesn't have a scripture that supports a thought. Yeah. Right? It's, or two or three scriptures that support yeah. that thought. Riddled. It's riddled with scripture. Yeah. And so <laughs> what this is is taking scripture as it as its face value. And they always told us in seminary, so a, a biblical Inter- a literal interpretation of scripture is simply saying, you know, if you were just reading this and you were a, a freshman in high school, you know, you didn't, you're not bringing anything to it except this, this is what it says. We're looking at it with fresh eyes. This is what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. That's, that's basically the, now it's not, it's, it's way beyond a ninth grade as far as <laughs> putting into the systematic theology, but, yeah. but reading the scripture literally in and of themselves and believing them as God's inspired word Inerrant word. It's called inerrancy. That's another study, yeah. but um, that's based on what we're going to be studying through. It's called Lewis Berry Chafer's Systematic Theology. It's what uh, Dallas Seminary was. Uh, he's the founder of Dallas Seminary, and he wrote this systematic theology. And it used to be an eight eight uh, volume set. Now it's down to two. They've it's an abridged version, and so and they've cleaned up the wording as far as really made it more modern and so it's easier to read but uh the content is is unbelievable and we're going to yep. dive in yep every 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 sentence is is packed with things this is one of those things where i have um like a, almost a full page of notes from the first paragraph of the chapter yeah. that um because when we decided we we're going to do this galen like jumped up with his book and ran into the other room and like um, came back in with a photocopied first chapter, <laughs> and I was excited and terrified at the same time. Yeah, no, I, well, and I'm excited about this. So I don't know if we want to turn the page or not, but uh, we're going to turn the page and look at the first of many, uh, possibly many, we'll see what kind of feedback we get here, yep, yep. of this one's called Soteriology, the Study of the Savior. Study of Savior and Salvation and the doctrines that, that that we get from our understanding of that. There you so, go. So one of the things we were looking at when we talked about this is we wanted, we were looking at uh, feedback from some of the other uh, podcasts we've done that we were just kind of like, kind of like looking to the rest of the staff, like what part of the Bible really speaks to you? And so we had Fruit of the Spirit and the uh, armor from Ephesians and, and stuff like that. And people were feeling like it was, felt like it was just kind of a hodgepodge and they um, a few people asked for something a little bit more uh, thorough, something that would go on for a while and really cover something deeply. Right. Um, but for those of you who are wondering, well, is this that series that I want to start listening to or do I wait for the next one? What does systematic theology do for me as a Christian walking through everyday life? In what way can some of this stuff impact your everyday life? Your everyday life. The yeah. everyday life. That's absolutely good. Well, I, I can tell you, when you if we were going to put our, our rest in what the scripture has to say and that you know, enter into his rest. That's a that's something the Bible says. And don't fall short of entering that rest by disobedience. Okay, so how do I, is it possible to have that rest? And how do I enter in? The, the more solid we believe what the Bible says about our condition before God, the more, the more confidence we have in Scripture, the more we can enter into God's rest, for example. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know of a of a, a mother out there or a 
dad for that matter, that, mm-hmm. that doesn't need to enter into that rest. Now, that rest could be actual physical rest. It could be peace. It could be joy, contentment. It could be a lot of things. But you're going to have to believe that God's Word is is real and it's true and that He's He's living and active. And when we go through these things, like, like the doctrine of salvation, and when you realize what God has done is set in place for His people— mm-hmm. And and then you understand. Wow, uh, I really I see that now. It's a it's a deep rooted salvation. It's not just uh, it's not just something the pie in the sky thing someday out there. But it's there's a there's an impact in my life today. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it does bring it home. But you got to understand it. You got to yeah. get your head around it. Well, and then the idea of going around every day and just like when you pray, you're praying to you're praying to God, and you, we hope with everything that we learn that we get a bigger picture of who that person of who that, you know, that, who that is, who God is. And a lot of this so much to me, like I said, even reading this first um, part of this first uh, chapter that you gave me, I get this bigger picture of how complete that plan was, like how well laid out all the things are. And, and so, and it just gives that, that confidence, that understanding. Like, I just feel like I, I, I'm looking forward to this because I feel like I'll see, more pieces of his face in a way that I can identify with him and I can go through the world. And then, like you said, the other thing is the teaching. Part of the definition of doctrine is a belief that's held and taught by a church or a government, whatever. And so if we're going to follow Deuteronomy 2 about the, you know, talk about these things along the wayside and when you go to bed and when you wake up and to your children every day, whether you're a leader at work or you're in a group of people or just around people, let alone being a parent, and wanting to teach these things, like being firmly grounded in exactly Absolutely. what's in this systematic theology can help you answer that holy holy smokes kind of question that you get from your four-year-old. You know, the uh, the Puritans, they get a bad rap in, in, the, in the world because <laughs> it's, of— It's the buckles on their hats. It confused everybody. Yeah, it, <laughs> in the socks, those, those, those stretchy socks. But anyway, um, we tried to revive those back in the 80s. We, we had those tube socks. You remember yeah. that? I don't know. You probably don't remember that. But but anyway, they knew doctrine and they knew theology. They knew, in fact, they said that the common housewife of the day knew knew more theology than most pastors today. <laughs> they would sit in these Sundays from morning till late in the afternoon and yeah. have several sessions, and they they understood. And these people were strong people of faith. Mm. You know, a lot of it comes across to that you hear all these. They've kind of demonized them in so many ways, but I'll just tell you, you get in the stories. These people were solid, and they knew their Bible, right. and it's a, it's a big part of their lives. Well, and then that's and, one of the, and, and their salvation. And, and even farther back than that, we look at um, the re, the gift of the re- Reformation is the ability to have Scripture, that for you and me to be able to read Scripture yeah. is the way the church was kind of, had kind of evolved before that, before that change was that, you know, you have your representative in, in, the, in the priesthood who then translates it for you. Right. We live in an era where we can look at the Scripture, we can take this apart for ourselves and have a real personal defined understanding of who God is in our relationship to the, to him. Exactly. And so that's, that's why I, I'm excited about this. So I hope everyone's ready to go for a little bit of a ride. Here we go. So, Hey, thanks for joining us, everyone. We'll continue this deep dive through the principles of church doctrine next week. In the meantime, don't miss our other podcasts that come out on Monday and Wednesdays and hit your subscribe and notification buttons to make sure you don't miss any of our new episodes. Thanks so much. And as always, stay strong and very courageous.